You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We're both in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Agents all across the state of Mississippi, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Charlie, we're both vacationed out. We both had all the vacations we can stay, that we can take for the summer. Classes are back in session on campus. The you imply that I've had all I can take from a mental standpoint. That is not the case. I've had all I can take from the professional and financial standpoint. Right. That is exactly the case. Now, I could stay on vacation. I'm going to be a great retiree one day. I mean, tremendous retired person one day. I used to say that I was never going to retire. I lied. <laughs> I have reevaluated. But if you're like my parents and probably your parents as well, when they retired, they became busier than they ever were when they worked. No, that's not going to be. I'm going to be, and this is going to date myself here, like, I'm going to be the Lyndon Baines Johnson kind of retired. I'm going to move out somewhere. I'm going to grow my hair out. It's going to be kind of like Duncan McKenzie and Strat. The day that they left, the day that they retired, they're like gone. You know, you, you don't you don't see him. Strat will show up every now and then and give you a hug. But for the most part, when he retired, when Duncan retired, they were gone. I'm going to, like, move up into the mountains, and I'm going to venture into town. And it's going to have to take a venture, by the way. And I'm going to go on Saturdays, maybe pick up some barbecue, maybe a pizza, come back, sit, watch football. So are I'm you going to go to bed around 8. Are you going to be a retiree to the mountains or to the beach? I have a feeling that I'm going to be a retiree to Starkville, but I, it's you know you have hopes, right? The retiring the day it would before not you be die. The beach, you know why? Because too many other people want to go to the beach. I don't like sand. That's my or problem. Heat or water. Yeah. The beach has all three in abundance. Well, hey, talking about um, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people going to the beach in the summer. It seems like there's like eighty-five thousand people in Starkville right now. The student population has to be 60,000. I mean, it's like the largest freshman class ever. So you've got a ton of people. When do they release those reports? What, what are they saying? Probably 23,000 as far as the the um, the number of people on campus right now? I don't know, but it sure feels like a lot. Yeah. If there aren't, everybody brought an extra. Yeah, I think uh, all the freshmen brought two cars. And that's the thing about freshmen is they're trying to figure out how to get around town. You've got all kind of construction going on downtown. Yeah, it's a mess. It, it really is. They're replacing the water sewer downtown. You've got the, one of the banks is being torn down. You've got the, another building being torn down in the middle of, of town. There is a really cool construction project for downtown on the way in terms of they're going to redo Main Street. It's going to be really nice someday. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of like I, I tell people, you have to mess up to clean up. Like if you want to clean out your closet, you the got, first thing you got to do is take everything out of the closet, which messes up your whole room, right? Right. We are in the stage of Startville where we've emptied the drawers. We've taken everything out of the closet. We've probably brought in a little extra 
from the carport, but it's all sitting in the middle of the bedroom right now, and we got to figure out what to do with it. Yeah, so on top of record enrollment, then you also have construction in Startwell, construction on campus. They're about to build some new buildings on campus, which is going to hamper football parking on the south side of the football stadium. In the hump. Yeah, the hump's still going on right now. I had a chance to walk into the hump. Should I say that out loud? Well, I think you've done it now. Well, I wore a hard hat. Off the record. And I stayed away from people. It's going to be cool. It really is. That new club area, it's going to open things up. You know, that inner concourse where when we were kids growing up, you had the inner concourse, the arena. Yeah. And you you had freedom to kind of walk around that inner concourse. And then in 98, when we had the, the addition to the hump where we changed up the seating in the lower bowl, they took out all the ceiling tiles. But then they put in seating, you know, those concrete seats in the middle of the inner concourse. They've taken those out now. And so you can kind of walk around that inner, inner concourse again. Kind of so feel those like, are gone. Yeah, they're gone. It's going to be awesome. New club, it's, it's going to be pretty – everything kind of opens up a little bit. It's going to be a pretty cool vibe in there. It's going to be awesome. Well, you know what will make it awesome? A good basketball team. Yeah, it'll help. Yeah, it'll definitely help. I think we're going to be pretty good basketball team. Really excited. Oh, yeah. Did you watch any of the games overseas? No, I did not. I, I, I watched just a little bit to realize that I was not, you know, that encapsulated with a broadcast. I'm sorry. I enjoyed I'm a broadcast it. snob. That was good. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it improved throughout. Did it? Okay. Well, then when I first watched it. The it, first one was very hard to see. Okay, that was the one I watched, right, so I didn't go back. the second one, we turned the camera sideways. I wonder how many people watch our broadcast and say the same thing. Well, most of my family. Yeah. That's a different issue. So, no, I thought it was I thought it was really good, and I thought it was nice of them to take the effort to do that. Yeah. Uh, it was much better uh, the second and third game. The competition, however, was, you know, I won't say that you and I could have held our own against those Portuguese team, but we just scared them for a quarter. First day was a lot of plumbers. Then it got the lawyers and doctors. Is that what you're saying? And the aged and infirm. (laughs) Hey, Sunday Coffee brought to you by our friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. I went by Strange Brew this morning, the original location on Spring Street and Highway 12. Got the big tall boy. I know you, you can't. I know you have such a problem with that term, and so I'm going back to it. And uh, and I, you would not believe the backing I've had on that. I've had a lot of people tell me, I'm glad you said that. That annoyed me. Okay, what's well, fine. I got a big you're old. You're looking for votes. I and am. The people down in Winston County aren't going to like this. I've got nine more days, then we're going to know a lot. All right, nine more days of, of the campaigning. You're tired of me campaigning. I'm trying to le- leverage you for votes in Winston County right now. But Strange Brew Coffee House, you got the uh, blueberry cobbler flavor coffee. That's what I drink. Charlie's got his. You just got coffee, right? Just coffee. Just coffee. The way God intended it. No cream, no sugar, no anything. Mm-hmm. But Strange Brew Coffee House, go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship it to you. They'll ship you the mugs. They'll ship you some shirts. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. All right, Charlie, two weeks away from the opening game of the season. Tomorrow, you can pretty much say next Saturday is when we start playing football. We're going to take on the Southeastern Louisiana Lions. All right, let's look at season openers for as far back as we can remember because it always seems to me like even if you play well in the season opener, sometimes you have a lot of doubts because, A, 
you're just trying to shake the cobwebs a little bit, establish yourself. I mean, we beat some Stephen F. Austin a few years ago, like sixty-three to seven, and I remember leaving there that day saying, "You know what? I didn't really think we played that well." I've left many openers thinking we're in trouble, even after a win. I've left some mad about a loss, and we don't have to go that far back. <laughs> so the last time we lost a season opener was what, 2016? The day of the shorts. The day of the shorts with Dan Mullen, 21 to 20. Okay, let's look back. Last year we beat Memphis 49 to 23. And the only thing I remember about that game is how much it rained. And they had put me and you on top of the school board terrace up there to do a pregame show and then do some halftime hits and stuff like that. And it rained the entire you know, third quarter. We had the big delay. And we were all just proud to get out of there about midnight. I don't remember a whole lot about the football game. Do you? No. In fact, my only real thought that I felt last year after the first game was, I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm proud that we made it through this whole thing without getting electrocuted with all those wires up there on the school board terrace. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah. All right, two years ago we beat La Tech 35-34. to We had to score a bunch of points late in that game and then block a field goal against La Tech, and that was Mike Leach's second year, and that was after we had gone, what, three and four and eight the year before that. Didn't feel great that day. I don't know about you. Particularly if you go back and – if you could go back in time and lock in Twitter mid-third quarter, (laughs) there would be some really good reading on that one. All right, the year before that, we had the overreaction Saturday when we beat LSU – that's the reason we started this show, Sunday Coffee, is because we were just so excited we had beaten LSU the day before. I mean, we had a bandwagon that somehow materialized in Startwell. Where did they find that thing? I, mean, I don't it's, know. It's over would, the Tom Bigby now. It's got to be. I'd like to find whoever got that thing because it got ugly. Lose to Arkansas, lose to Kentucky, lose to A&M, lose to Alabama. Then you beat Vanderbilt by a touchdown. Yeah, that bandwagon was a turning point. Yeah, it was. All right, 2019, the final year of Joe Moorhead. Oh, so, all right, 19 was the first day that you and I did pregame shows together. Was it? Yep. So, we go down to Bulldog Burger. We're all excited about the new season because we're feeling like, hey, we're going to be all right. Because you got to think back to 18. We had – Beating Arkansas handily. You beat Ole Miss handily. And, yeah, you didn't play great in the Outback Bowl against Iowa. But you felt good. You got a transfer quarterback coming in who knows the system. It's a Penn State guy. We got Moorhead's guy. We're going to be ready to go. And we went down. And that might have been the worst game. As bad a football as you could possibly see on the first game. I thought the first game that we broadcast together was a pregame show. I guess that was the next week, Southern Miss. We played at like 3 o'clock, and evidently I'd put it in my phone wrong. You remember that? I showed up to do the pregame show like two minutes before the pregame show went on. No, no, we were there opening week. We were there opening week at Bulldog Burger. But the Correct. next week at Southern against Southern Miss at home was the day I came in on two wheels. That's right. Okay. All right, uh, 2018 was that game we talked about, Stephen F. Austin. That was the first game under Joe Moorhead. We won 63-6. to I left there thinking that day, eh, it didn't look great, looked okay, not awesome. 
right, 2017, which was Dan's last year, we beat Charleston Southern 49 to nothing. I remember nothing about that game. I remember being completely disinterested in that football game. But I remember this. So we have a, a sack or a safety, something. It's down on the end away from the bowl now, okay? So on the, what do you call that, the M club side. The open end. Montez Sweat, who's playing his first game, makes a big play, and he comes off the field, and instead of, like, going back towards the bench, he is headed, like, straight to the crowd, screaming expletive those, expletive, expletive, expletives. And I just remember about four people taking off on a dead sprint like, whoa, 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 this ain't JUCO anymore, buddy. <laughs> this way. <laughs> this way. I mean, they, there were like four people on a dead sprint to tackle that guy. <laughs> yeah, the days of Colin are over right now. And it's a Colin, buddy. All right, so the year before that, 2016, the dreaded South Alabama game where we missed the field goal at the end. We lose 21 to 20. Dan wore the shorts. If you're Zach Arnett, do you just come out next week wearing shorts just to kind of kill that, to kill that whole vibe? I don't think – you know, he's a guy who will do his own thing. I don't think even he's going to do that. Do you think Zach Arnett comes out in jeans and boots? I would hope not. Probably not. Year before that, 2015 – Hold on, hold on. You can't just gloss over that 2016. Well, you, you kind of want to. That was – you start talking about Joey Jones was coaching that team, right? Joey Jones was coaching that team. Now on staff here. So that was the first game post-DAC. And so that was the year. That's one of the reasons I sold my house on South Montgomery, right, which you turn right before you get to the country club. Four times that summer I was mowing my yard and somebody pulled up and asked me who was going to be the starting quarterback between Nick Fitzgerald and who was the other Damian guy? Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Oh, there who, was somebody else, though. Yeah, it was it was three different guys, and that's one of the reasons I, I told Jen I was like I can't we can't do this anymore because literally four times that summer I'm mowing my yard, and then people are asking me who's the starting quarterback going to be, and then we roll out that first game and we get beat twenty one to twenty against South Alabama. So that here's the thing for me that that really highlights though is when we look back at coaches, we like to remember what we want to, right? I mean, we we remember the good of Dan now. And so when people have their conversations about Dan, you're typically going to hear two things. One, he was a jerk, all right? And then you're going to hear, but, man, we won. And we did win. We had tremendous success. But you also, there were a lot of days where people were really frustrated with Dan Mullen. Yeah. Um. You think back, I mean, Nico Whitley arguably saved his job. I mean, he wasn't going to get fired, but you have the – you go back a couple of years earlier, you know, you end the season, but everybody's mad at Dan. And what was the big thing about Dan that people didn't like? It was always like Dan was looking to go somewhere else. Yeah, and, you know, and to your point a minute ago about, about being a jerk, um, there are a lot of successful coaches who are kind of difficult to live with. And there are a lot that, that give that persona that they're they're good people when they're maybe not. But there's a lot of driven people who are coaches, and Dan was a driven guy. I'm gonna yeah, t- I'm not taking shots at Dan. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, say no. That's, um, other people would say that. Yeah. I, but thought, I, I thought Dan did the hard things well. 
coaching football is hard. I thought he did them pretty good. You know, being a nice going, easy going guy and easy Signing to deal a ball with. For make a wish or two, yeah, it was a little tougher. Should be easy, but it's it's tough. And so you did the hard things well, and the, and the easy things hard. And so, all right. So let me just ask you this, because we could sit here and go all the way back to Union in eighteen ninety five. Um, who, other than these games, what jumps out at you in terms of most memorable? Best, worst. I'll, I'll give you one for me. Kind of the worst feeling after a loss for me was '98. Excuse me, not '98. That was uh, that was Jackie Cheryl. Um, Talk about Rocky in '88. '88. Excuse me. We beat Louisiana Tech, which was which barely. would be known as the Tech in the Tech and Ten. Yeah, we had twenty-one <laughs> to fourteen. Albert Williams is quarterback, and I remember getting home that night thinking. We're in trouble. Well, I would think, you know, thinking back all of my life, I would think 86 was about as good as it got as far as the feeling after a first game. That game was televised. We were playing in Syracuse. It was Rocky's first game. And then the next week we got a Tennessee and win. But I thought winning against Syracuse was really cool. I think the worst I've ever felt, without doubt, was – 2004, no, 2008, standing on that hill that night getting beat down in Ruston, Louisiana. Oh. And you didn't have enough room for a locker room. So half the guys were, you know, taking off their pads and stuff outside under a ch- under a tree. And then Jamar Chaney breaks his leg on like the next to last play when you're getting beat 22 to 14. You'd had all that momentum in 2007, and it was gone in the blink of an eye. I think that's as bad as I felt. I think back to what, what year did we play over in Houston when we played, Oh, was it Oklahoma State? And the, the whole thing about that game is that you That was in 13. Yeah, that was 13. Because we got Tyler Russell coming back. Dan wanted to play that game. And I remember, like, Scott, after the game, basically apologized for scheduling it, which was kind of a mess. But we – that game set us back that year. It did. We got beat by Oklahoma State 21-3. to We did nothing offensively that entire day. And remember, they went to that diamond formation in the backfield. We couldn't stop it at all. No, they just ran all over us. But that was the year, you know, we, we had to win the last three games. And that was when Dak became the quarterback. That was kind of the transition from Tyler Russell – to Dak was, you know, midway through that season. The other memorable opener for me on the road, 2002, when we went out to Oregon without <laughs> Kevin Fant. Without Kevin Fant, that was the day that, you know, Tyler uh, Tyler Hill worked in compliance with Bracky, And I remember hitting the message boards about Kevin Fant not making the plane trip to Eugene, Oregon. And I remember my office was right beside Tyler Hill's office, who was in compliance. And I yelled out and said, Tyler. Did Kevin Fant not make the trip to Oregon? And I walked around the corner and walked into Tyler's office, and there was Kevin Fant. I said, oh, what's up, man? I don't guess you did. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. The year after that, when we thought we were going to be better in 2003, we had the, the cooling vest gate. When Oregon had the cooling vest, that was Jackie's last year. We were playing Oregon at home. They were going to melt when they got down here. It was going to be so hot. And, like, the second play of the game, they threw, like, a 70-yard touchdown pass, and it was like, well, okay. Then the next week we'll lose against Tulane at Tulane, then lose at Houston. We're 0-4. The 
The next year, we beat uh, Tulane in Sylvester Croom's first game. But little did we know. Two weeks later, we'd be losing to Maine. Was that the low point? Losing to Maine? Surely, to goodness, there was another low point there. It was Maine. Had to have been the it, it was had to Maine. Be. But the thing about that game, if you remember it, it was we did everything we could not to score. Okay. Well, that's part of We played better than we've actually. <laughs> it looked better than the 9-7 to seven loss. Ew, that was tough. All right. So, let me pivot on you a minute. And as I pivot, probably worth noting that we are going to be doing our shows again this year, right? Yes. Just same old thing. We're going to have Sunday coffee. We'll have a midweek show, and then we'll have our Tracks Plus deep dig as we get into really previewing things. Here is my question for you, though. Um, as you sit here today, overall feel, I'm not asking you about record. I'm not asking you about who we're going to beat because we both know that the difference in a 10-2 and two team and a 6-6 six and six team can sometimes be a very thin margin. Are we going to be any good? I think so. I really do. I think we're going to be pretty good because I think we're deep in certain spots. Some some spots we're not as deep as we'd like to be. But I think you're going to have injuries. Things are going to happen. And can you overcome that? I think we're a little bit deeper than we have been on the offensive line. I think if something happened to Will, you got Mike Wright. I think we're deeper at the running back position than we have been in the past. We got some guys. I mean, evidently the, the young guy – from from Texas. Apparently he's been looking really good in scrimmages. So Seth Davis. Still like Kevon Lee from Penn State. Pittman from Heinz Community College. So you've got some running backs there. All right, let me ask you this question. Yes, I do think we're going to be a pretty good football team. I think defensively with Crumbity up front, did you see where, Will, uh, where uh, Coach Arnett the other day says, hey, I got starters, and Will Rogers is going to start, Crumbity is going to start. And Bookie Watson's going to start. We know that for doubt, for, without doubt. Everybody else is kind of up in the air. That's kind of taking some things that you know, some certainties right there. But I think we're going to be good. I really do. I think we're going to. Well, I think we're going to be a good football team. I really do. A top twenty-five type football team. I was looking the other day and trying to kind of dig into the numbers of all the teams across the league and say, all right, where do you think they will be? Because a lot of times we start – we talk about this in baseball all the time. We start by evaluating us without evaluating us as compared to other teams because other teams are going to be pretty good too. One of the things that jumped out at me, though, over the past five years, if you want to take the composite recruiting rankings, average we're 22nd in the country. And you say, man, that's pretty good. We're 10th in the league. The level of talent in the SEC. And people get talking about why is the SEC so much better. It's pretty simple, isn't it? They get better players. Yeah, I mean, we're playing the best league in the country. And so, without doubt. Okay, so let me ask you this question. Will Rogers, we threw last year for over 4,000 yards. If I gave you the over-under of 3,000, do you pick the over or the under on throwing for 3,000 yards this year? Under. I do, too. I do, too, and I think the offense could be better and throw under 3,000 yards. Uh, if you forced me to set the over and under that would make me squirm a little bit, I'd set it at about 2,800. See, I was going to say 2,900 before I went to 3,000. I think I think you're going to see some bigger plays in the run game. Simeon, hey, we hadn't talked about Simeon Price. Simeon Price looked good at times last year. 
But I think Marks is going to be just a completely different guy. Well, in addition to big plays in the run game, I just wonder how much more kind of game control you're going to see, how much more controlling the tempo. In a world where everybody likes to go, 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 I wonder if we're not going to slow it down some. And what have we said the past few years? When you pick up a box score at the end of a game, you you see eight guys with at least three catches. I don't think you spread the ball around as much this year. No, because one thing I can tell you about Zach Arnett, he is not going to play as many receivers. He is going to be much more of a, who are my best three guys, put them out there, and when they're tired, we'll take them out. You know what hits me about Kevin Barbet? He's kind of like the old school coach. You know, he's a younger guy, but he's kind of like the old school coach. And the thing to me that made the Bubba Davises and the Joe Gantz and the you know, the Bobby Halls and these great high school coaches that used to have in the state of Mississippi, to me what made those guys so good, that if Joe Gant was getting seven, eight yards off right tackle, he was going to run it till you stopped him. And he was going to run it again just to make sure that when you stopped him, it wasn't a fluke. I think Kevin Barbet is kind of that same old too of if I've got something working, if I've got a mismatch, if I've got one guy that's working, he's that type of coach that is going to make you stop that. It's kind of the opposite, if you think about it, of what we did when Bill Clay was our offensive coordinator here and we ran Tate Galloway like 19 times up the middle for an average of one yard. Do you remember that? Up the middle, up the middle, up the middle punt. Because we were the different. We were going to run it until it worked, not until they stopped. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. It was I was like and, Kenny and, Ray Roberts and Tate Galloway just <laughs> between the tackle and gain of fl- one. And Hank Flick. Gain of one. That's Tay Galloway. <laughs> Gain of one. <laughs> <laughs> it was the opposite. Back then, we were going to run it till it worked, not until they stopped it. <laughs> hey, you know who runs it, their business every single day, and they do it in a great way? And you just can't stop them. And there's our good friends at Cannon Ford of Starkville. They Cannon, don't work on Sundays. They don't work on Sundays because that's the that's day of rest. law. That is a day of rest for – Cannon Ford. Cannon Ford, newer used cars. So you have to call them tomorrow. Call them on Monday. Start your week off right. Go buy Strange Brew Coffee House, get you a coffee, and then go buy and buy a newer used car at Cannon Ford. Or if you need a spray and, spray and bed liner, you need to take your car to the service center. Need new brake pads. If you need the body shop, if you've got a ding in your bumper, go to the good friends that we go to and that's our good friends at cannon ford of startwell chris keen and that fine group of folks they'll take care of you at cannon ford also country pleasing star uh, country pleasing sausage if you're getting ready to come up and tailgate make country pleasing a part of your tailgate and make it a part of your day as well at home we do it every day at our house, Country Pleasing Sausage. Go to countrypleasing.com, the butcher shop. They cater now. They can handle huge catering orders up to 500 people down in Florence, Mississippi, our good friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. So I went and picked up a big load of Country Pleasing just to ship over to Birmingham this week. I know you tell me you can get it there, but we've kind of got our reliable locations here. I know where to find it. Oh, so you got it here and then shipped it over? Yeah, so got friends and family needing some sauce. We need some cross-promotion. You know what? We need, like, uh, we need to get with Shane over to Strange Brew, see if we could get some kind of, uh, it's kind of like sausage roll in there. You know, they've got the, the scones. I had one of those this morning. So, you like a kolache? Yes, with a little 
jalapeno cheddar in there. Get a little jalapeno cheddar. You know, at one time for Shipley's, country pleasing, that's why they made the juniors, just because they could put in those kolaches, those, those juniors. So speaking of kind of Strange Brew and the Strange Brew family, my son was headed down with a group to play golf down at uh, Pearl River, uh, the Pearl River Resort, and he sent me a message saying, you think I can find something good to eat at Woody's? The Woody's? I said, go ahead and turn in. Make that left at the stop sign. You'll be happy you did. The chicken nuggets at Woody's, man. Hey, man, they got a full deli in here. They got a, yeah, anything you well, want. Like, yeah, just. You can get you a country-pleasing sausage at Woody's in Knoxapater. Oh, yeah. Sausage dogs are fantastic. Yep. Oh, Woodrow, Shane, that's a good bunch of folks right there. We need to talk to them about putting that balcony up because Knoxapater is going to have the parade. Yeah. They had a Mardi Gras parade what last year? Yeah, the parade in, in February, the Mardi Gras parade. We gotta work on that. We gotta get going on that, on that deck. I'm not sure what sort of hurdles one has to clear down at City Hall in Knoxapater, but I'm sure there's all kind the building code guys. Building codes in Knoxapater. Well uh, so all right, we we're getting close. Uh one of the things about football that just bugs you about the long summer is it just kinda drags and it takes forever between here and there it's going to be very very hot this week's going to be hot with high school football kind of going full speed right now or I guess say going full speed some teams are already playing others are on deck we had some jamborees some week zero games as they call them but uh, boy it's one of those weeks where you hope the high school football coaches have a little sense about them and we're talking about temperatures over 100 degrees like 106, 107 Wednesday and Thursday, right? Yeah, good day to be indoors. Long-term forecast for next Saturday when we open football is 94. Hey, I was looking back at this when we were talking about our season openers. Remember back in 2000 when we opened in the Liberty Bowl against Memphis? Oh, it was hot as the sun, man. 99 at kickoff that day. It was awful. But anyway, yeah, take care of yourself this week. Hydrate with the right things. And so um, – yeah, it's going to be hot. Be careful out there. And go ahead and start ready, getting uh, getting ready for your tailgate for next Saturday. What what time do we play? 3 you o'clock? You keep saying next Saturday. It's really two Saturdays, right? Well, well, I could say Saturday. Saturday is this Saturday. Well, we play football Saturday. Okay. Next Saturday is like next Saturday. Okay. I, that's some confusing terminology to me. I would say two Saturdays from now. 13 days. Which, by the way, was the name of a book about the Cuban Missile Crisis. You ever read that one? Did not. Wasn't a bad read. I think they made a movie out of it. Kevin Costner, wasn't it? Was he in that? I think he was. He's been in a lot of, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Costner guy, but he's played some great characters. I'm not anti-Costner. Eh. Bull Durham. That's the saving grace. Uh, Filled with Dreams. For Love of the Game. Yeah. I never watched Dances with Wolves. Or I didn't either. It is. I'm told it was good, but apparently, and I don't watch this thing he's in now with a Yellowstone, rhinestone, or whatever it is. Yellowstone. You don't watch that? No. Are you a Montana, Wyoming type of guy? Never been there. Really? Montana's awesome. Seems like I would like it. Yeah, you'd like it a lot. If you like uh, the mountains around North Carolina, you would love Montana. Maybe that's where where I will retire. Hey, here's the thing about the world today: we can record a podcast from anywhere. And we can upload it anywhere. And so when we retire, and we have the ability now with our equipment, 
You can be in one location, I can be in another, and it sounds like we're sitting side by side. I can be in Belize. It did two weeks ago. No, it didn't. Well, we just did the phone that day. Yeah, so I wouldn't oversell that ability. Well, we can if we have to. Okay. All right. Hey, enjoyed it. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us, looking at season openers today. Hard to believe football is right around the corner. Once again, thanks to our good friends. Hard to believe. Why are you saying it's hard to believe? We've been waiting on this for like three months. Man, I'm telling you, it's it's just hard to believe football's here. No, it's hard to believe it's not here yet. Well, anyway, this Saturday, yesterday was the last open Saturday we've got for a long time. So there are a couple of games next weekend? There are a couple of games next weekend. I've got to broadcast volleyball next weekend. Yeah, so volleyball starts at it's home. It's already home. This I forget about that. That our broadcast volleyball? No, that it's but that volleyball gets here. But volleyball is playing. Soccer is playing. Soccer is playing tonight. They won on Friday against Grand Canyon out in the desert. The Ron Polk School. Yep. Hey, so I talked to James Armstrong. Talk about real quick. Julie Darty's great. Love visiting with her. James Armstrong. Awesome. Is awesome. He wants to come back on the show here pretty soon. He was really good that day. You see where Spain won the Women's World Cup earlier today? Did they? They sure did. I'm going to steer away from the political hot button that is Team USWNT. Well, I, you know, they fired their manager. Did they? Or did he quit? He did something. He is no longer the manager. We're walking the tightrope here. Yes, we are. Distance. Let's get out of here before we say something. Hey, thanks to our good friends at the Strange Brew Coffee House, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They'll ship you that great coffee. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at Favorites. Dot com agents all across the state of Mississippi. Our good friends at Country Pleasing Sauces. Go to countrypleasing.com. They'll ship it to you as well. They got some great swag too, some great hats, some shirts. It's cool stuff at Country Pleasing. Cannon Ford of Start. Well, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. And then our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for all your lending needs. Bank First, Mo Griffin, Marcus Mallory. Saw John Shapley the other day. Had bid day the other day on campus for all the sororities. And so saw a ton of people on campus this past week. Saw John, our good friend from down in Hattiesburg. And so for Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart hey, Gregory. Wait. The voters of Winston County want to know what you think about Megan Rapinoe. Well, I'm watching Suits right now. You want me to talk about Meghan Markle or Meghan Rapinoe? You know, well, I'm Team Kate. Are you really? Yeah, versus Team Meghan. Well, you know, I just Megan Megan falls in that Amber Heard kind of crazy. <laughs> hey, let's get out of here before we before I, I lose an election talking about all that. All right? I appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Call.